Chapter Seven of Tommy Smith's Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tommy Smith's Animals by Edmund Sellis. The Peewit. To eat peewit's eggs to a peewit seems wrong, so a hen may think hen's eggs to hens should belong. Peewit, peewit. That is what a bird kept saying as he flew in circles round Tommy Smith. Sometimes he flew quite a long way off, and sometimes he came so near him it seemed as if he would settle on his head. Peewit, peewit. What a pretty bird this was! How his white breast glanced in the sun, and how the glossy green feathers on his back shone in it. He kept turning about in the air as he flew, so that Tommy Smith could see every part of him. In fact, this bird was playing the strangest antics. Sometimes he would clap his wings together above his back, at least Tommy Smith thought he did, and then he would make such a swishing and whizzing with them, that really it was quite a loud noise, almost like a steam engine. Then all at once he would turn sideways and make a dive down towards the ground, and sometimes, this was the funniest trick of all, he would tumble right over in the air as if he had lost his balance and was really falling. If Tommy Smith had ever seen a tumbler pigeon, it would have reminded him of one, but he never had. And all the while this bird kept calling out, Peewit, Peewit, as if he wanted Tommy Smith to speak to him. Perhaps he did. I know what bird you are, said Tommy Smith. I have often seen you flying over the fields, but you have never come so close to me before. I think your name is... Peewit, Peewit, that's my name. They call me the Peewit. Yes, said Tommy Smith, because you say, Peewit, Peewit, screamed the bird. Yes, that is why. It is because I say, Peewit. And as the Peewit said this, he made a sweep down to settle on the ground just in front of Tommy Smith. So close. Tommy Smith could almost have touched him with his hand. He was a handsome bird. Now he could see that, besides his beautiful green back, and his white breast he had a handsome black crest at the back of his head that stuck out a long way behind it as if his hair had been brushed up behind tommy smith thought only of course it was not hair but feathers the peewit was not at all afraid but looked up at tommy smith with his head on one side and said yes that is my name and name isn't sensible if it hasn't a meaning some people call me the lapwing but I don't know what that means. I would rather you call me the Peewit. I like that name best. Well, now you may ask me some questions if you like. Tommy Smith would rather have listened to what the Peewit had to tell him about himself first, and then asked him some questions afterwards, for just then he didn't quite know what questions to ask. But of course, he had to say something, or it would have seemed rude. So he began with, Please, Mr. Peewit, will you tell me why you say Peewit so often? Why shouldn't I say it? said the Peewit. It is my song, and I think it is a very good one, too. But I don't call it a song at all, said Tommy Smith. Don't you? said the Peewit. No, said Tommy Smith. It is not at all like what the lark or the nightingale sings. That is what I call singing. If all birds were to sing as well as each other, the Peewit said, Perhaps you would not care to listen to any of them half as much. 
now you say how sweetly the lark sings or how beautifully the nightingale sings because they sing better than other birds but if every bird was as clever at singing as they are then to sing well would be such a common thing that you would hardly notice it at all as it is you don't think about the lark nearly so much as the nightingale because you hear him much oftener so perhaps after all it is better that some birds should sing more sweetly than other birds don't you agree with me i don't know said tommy smith i should never have thought of that myself there are a number of things that little boys would never have thought of said the peewit besides he went on however well a bird may sing all he means by his singing is that he is very happy that is what the lark means when he sings high up in the blue sky and it is what the nightingale means when he sings all night long by his nest and that is what i mean too when i sing peewit peewit so if you look at it that way my song is just as good as theirs or any other birds tommy smith did not think the peewit was right in this opinion of his but he thought that he had better not contradict him so early in the conversation so he only said then i suppose you must always be happy mr peewit for you are always saying peewit i am always happy as long as people don't shoot me or take away my eggs said the peewit why should i not be it is very pleasant to be alive and the grass snake said he was happy too thought tommy smith then are all animals happy mr peewit he asked oh yes the peewit answered they all enjoy their life that is why it is so wrong to kill them for when you kill an animal you take some of the happiness that was in the world out of it and you can never put it back there again however much you try i never will kill animals any more said tommy smith but now mr peewit won't you tell me something about yourself do you do any clever things as well as the other animals that i have spoken to why haven't you seen the way i tumble about in the air said the peewit and don't you think that that was very clever you couldn't do it yourself however much you were to try no said tommy smith but then i have not got wings you know perhaps if i had got wings i would be able to do it as well as you do you think so said the peewit that is only because you are very conceited why even the swallow can't do it he is a splendid flyer and goes very fast but though you were to watch him for a whole day you would not see him do such funny things in the air as i do as for the other birds well look at the cuckoo what do you think of the way in which he flies why he just goes along without doing anything at all do you think he could turn head over heels or make the noise with his wings that i do if he can then why doesn't he i should just like to know that are you playing a game in the air when you fly like that mr peewit asked tommy smith yes answered the peewit that is just what i am doing sometimes i play it by myself but i like it better when there are some other peewits to play with me we do it to amuse ourselves and because we are so happy and have such good spirits but it is only in the springtime that we play such games for we are happier then than at any other time of the year in the autumn and winter we fly about in great flocks over the fields and marshes or come down upon them and look for worms and slugs and caterpillars 
for those are the things we eat we are happy then too but not quite so happy as we are in the springtime and you won't see us playing such pranks then although there are a great many more of us together oh yes it is a game but it is a very useful kind of game i can tell you how is it useful asked tommy smith why it prevents people from finding our eggs answered the peewit i have told you that we only fly like this in the spring well that is just the time when we lay our eggs now whilst the mother peewit is sitting quietly on her eggs the father peewit keeps flying and tumbling about in the air and when you go for a walk over the fields you do not notice the mother peewit on her eggs for she sits quite still and never moves but you can't help noticing the father peewit and you only think of him if you happen to go too close to the place where the eggs are the father peewit comes quite close to you and flies around and around your head as i did just now you think that is very funny and so you keep looking at him up in the air and never think of looking on the ground where the eggs are are the eggs laid on the ground said tommy smith of course said the peewit but let me go on when the father peewit sees you are looking at him he flies a little further away from the eggs and of course you follow him then he flies a little farther off still and in this way he keeps leading you farther and farther away from the eggs till he thinks they are safe and then off he flies altogether that is very clever said tommy smith but supposing you don't follow the father peewit but keep walking towards where the eggs are what would the mother peewit do why she would fly away before you got to her said the peewit and you would find it very difficult to find the eggs even then then is it only the father peewit that tumbles over in the air said tommy smith it is he who does it the most said the peewit he has more time and besides it would not be thought right for a mother peewit to throw herself about in that way whilst she has a family to attend to when the mother peewit goes up from her eggs she flies quietly away until she is a long way off then she settles somewhere on the ground and waits for you to go away and when you have gone away she comes back to her eggs again then i suppose you are a father peewit said tommy smith oh yes the peewit answered you have seen how i can tumble and besides look how long my crest is the crest of a mother peewit is not nearly so long where is the mother peewit asked tommy smith for he thought he would like to see her too she is not far off the peewit answered and she is sitting on her eggs oh i should so like to see them cried tommy smith may i if i show you them said the peewit will you promise not to take them away oh yes i promise not to said tommy smith i will only look at them unless you would be so kind as to give me one he added give you one cried the peewit i would rather give you the bright green feathers from my back or the beautiful crest that is on my head give you one indeed no no they are not things to be given away but come along you have promised that you will not take them and i know you will not break your word then the peewit spread his wings and rose into the air again and began to fly along in front of tommy smith who had to run to keep up with him peewit peewit he cried come along come along oh but you go so fast said tommy smith panting i wish i had wings like you i don't wonder at your wishing for that the peewit said 
I should think it dreadful if I could only walk and run. All at once the peewit flew down on the ground again. Here they are, he said as Tommy Smith came up. And what do you think? Why, one of them has hatched already, a day earlier than I expected. But where are the eggs? asked Tommy Smith. I don't see them, and I don't see any nest either. But what? Oh, there is the mother peewit sitting on the ground, he cried out suddenly. And so she was, with her eggs underneath her. This time she did not fly away, for the father peewit had told her not to be uneasy. Oh, but there is no nest, said Tommy Smith. She is sitting on the bare ground. Bare indeed, exclaimed the mother peewit. There is plenty of sand on the ground, and what more can one want? Just look. As she spoke, she moved a little to one side, and there, in a slight hollow, Tommy Smith saw four, no, three eggs, and something else, something that was soft and fluffy, so it could not be an egg, although it was the same size, and the same sort of color, yellowish, with black spots. Why, could that be a little baby peewit? Yes, indeed it was, for it moved a little, and made a little chirping noise. Don't touch him, cried the father peewit. He is too young for that. And little boys are so rough, said the mother peewit. But you may look at him, said the father peewit. Oh, yes, do, said the mother peewit. And tell me what you think of him. Isn't he the prettiest little fluffy thing in the whole world? Until the others are hatched, said the father peewit. Then there will be three more, you know. To be sure there will, said the mother peewit, looking very proud. And they will be all so pretty as each other. But I think this one will be the cleverest, she added. There was a certain something in the way he chipped the shell, and he has lain in a thoughtful attitude ever since he came out. I am glad to hear it, said the father peewit. And then they both looked up at Tommy Smith as if they expected him to say something. But Tommy Smith was too busy to say anything just then. He had gone down on his hands and knees, and was just looking at the eggs, for they interested him more even than the little peewit that had just been hatched. They were such funny-shaped eggs, large at one end and pointed at the other, something like a small pear, Tommy Smith thought, and they lay in the little hollow with their pointed ends all meeting together in the middle of it. They were of a greenish-yellow color, with great black splotches upon them. Of course, they were much smaller than the eggs that a hen lays, but still, Tommy Smith thought, they were large eggs for a peewit to lay. A peewit is hardly so large as a pigeon, but these eggs were a good deal larger than a pigeon's egg. Yes, they are very nice eggs, he said at last as he got up from his hands and knees. Are they good to eat? Yes, said the father peewit, they are. And as he said this, he looked very, very sad. Yes, they are good to eat, said the mother peewit, as she nestled down on her eggs again. Oh, how I wish they were not. Why, said Tommy Smith, he was only a little boy, or he would not have asked such questions. I will tell you why, said the mother peewit. There are bad men who come and take our eggs because they are so good to eat, and then they sell them to greedy wretches 
who are still worse than themselves oh how wicked men are just fancy they eat our poor little children whilst they are still in their cradles yes said the father peewit for the mere pleasure of eating they will ruin thousands of families is it so very wicked to eat eggs asked tommy smith i have eaten a great many myself what peewit eggs cried both the birds together oh no said tommy smith feeling very uncomfortable but i have often eaten fowls eggs oh that is different said the mother peewit we will say nothing about that no no said the father peewit we don't want to be censorious what does that mean asked tommy smith for it was a long word and he did not remember having heard it before i mean said the father peewit that if people only ate fowls eggs peewit's eggs would be let alone and that would be a very good thing fowls you know are accustomed to it but we peewits have finer feelings yes said the mother peewit we are more sensitive than common poultry tommy smith couldn't help remembering what the rat had said to him about asking the hen and he thought he would ask her some day but now he was talking to peewits you told me it was very difficult to find your eggs he said so it is said the father peewit but it is not impossible i wish it were said the mother peewit but there are wicked men who learn how to do it and then they can find them quite easily oh what a wicked world it is tommy smith didn't know what to say to comfort the poor peewits until all at once an idea occurred to him why do you lay your eggs at all he said you know if you didn't lay them nobody could take them away from you not lay eggs cried the mother peewit why it is our duty to lay them we have our duties to perform of course if we did not lay eggs said the father peewit he looked very grave as he spoke then there would be no more peewits in the world and what do you suppose would happen then tommy smith didn't know so he said what would happen mr peewit it is too dreadful to think about the peewit said the very idea of it makes one shudder a world without peewits oh dear a nice sort of world that would be the mother peewit shook her head it could hardly go on dear could it she said it might answered the father peewit but there would be very little meaning in it tommy smith certainly thought the world might go on without peewits but he didn't quite understand the last part of the sentence but it seems to me he said to himself that animals think themselves very important and are you a useful animal he said aloud to the father peewit for the mother peewit was busy again with her eggs and the young one useful exclaimed the peewit why we are sometimes put into gardens to eat the slugs and the insects there i suppose that is being useful oh yes said tommy smith if you don't eat the cherries or the strawberries or the asparagus or we are not vegetarians said the peewit we prefer an animal diet and we only eat things that do harm but don't you eat worms said tommy smith of course we do said the peewit but i don't think worms do harm if they don't it is because we eat them the peewit retorted if we didn't eat them there would be too many of them and then of course they would do harm well when i grow up said tommy smith i will have peewits in my garden as well as frogs and oh but do you agree with frogs he asked 
for this was an important point. Young frogs agree very well with us, said the peewit. So it comes to the same thing, doesn't it? I don't know, said Tommy Smith, not if the old ones don't. As for the old ones, said the peewit, we leave them alone. They are too big to be interfered with. So you see, that's all right, too. Tommy Smith didn't feel quite so sure about this. He couldn't help thinking that perhaps the peewits ate the little frogs. But just as he was going to ask them this, he remembered that if he didn't make haste home, he would be late for dinner. Of course, as soon as he began to think about his own dinner, he forgot all about the peewits and said goodbye at once. So off he ran. The mother peewit just nodded at him as she sat on her eggs, but the father peewit rose up into the air again and flew around him and swished his wings and tumbled about and cried, Peewit, peewit, and Tommy Smith felt quite sure that he meant goodbye, goodbye. End of chapter 7